0: American Football in Finland. The voice in your ears is Perfect purpose, and welcome to another episode of American Football in Finland. I'm here with my co-host, Q Floyd. What's going on? And we have another great show lined up for you today. We're discussing the 2019 Maple Bowl we here. we finally here. Yes, this is what it's all been for. This weekend, the number one-seeded Helsinki Roosters take on the number two-seeded Kuopio Steelers for the 40th Maple Bowl. This is a rematch of last year's Maple Bowl, but the game will take place in Tampa instead of the usual Helsinki location. So now it's even a neutral field. As usual, we plan to go into detail on this episode. We'll try to keep it short for those who don't have more than an hour to listen to our ramblings, but if you do have more than an hour, we might have a little extra content for you. But before we get into the weekend, actually before we get into football, how was your weekend, Q? We know the NFL's started.
1: Ooh. Hold up, y'all well, took a, I, ooh, ooh, yeah. Yeah, we here. took a, <laughs> we took a we took a big L. The Steelers took a big L, but Auburn Tigers won. Um so I'm half and half. I had a I had a pretty good weekend though. I I I can't lie. It was it was still a good bittersweet weekend, but football is football, you know, and, and, and it was exciting.
0: That's not bad. Um for me it was this weekend has been awesome. Um playoff games was okay. I was actually the the Wolverines game versus Steelers, we're not gonna talk about these games, but that was a, a decent game to watch. It was worth watching. Rooster's game not as much. Had to dip because it was raining, but Obviously Ohio State got the dub. That's my college team. And then the LA Rams won. All you Panther fans out there, y'all owe me 10 push-ups. It is what it is. Uh everybody else is all love. And I have ESPN player and I have a NFL Game Pass. I'm watching football all day every day. So, yeah, my weekend was lit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the weekend. Let's get into some football.
2: Game balls.
0: Last weekend was the semifinal for the playoffs, so we're going to do game balls. We're going to bring it back. Let's give out some game balls from the playoff weekend. Who impressed you from the playoff weekend, Q?
1: Uh, Who impressed me most? Most notably, I would say Seth Peters. Um, Seth made some plays with his feet and his arm uh, for Corpio when they needed it. They didn't put up a whole bunch of points in this game, Mm -hmm. um, but there were were times – in this game where he himself got out of the pocket and looked downfield and found his receivers and made perfect passes for those guys to make plays. Uh, Seth is a smart guy. If you watch the film, if you watch the game, uh, he reads before the play even starts, and he goes exactly where you want to go. You know, And um, I think more than anything, with the go-ahead score to, for, the, for those guys to win, um, Seth, you did what you want your quarterback to do. I mean, it's a playoff game. It's probably going to be tight majority of the time, or at least we, we like to see it from the, the fan perspective. Um, but Seth definitely showed up. Um, like I say, he didn't have just super great game, but he made the plays he needed to make at the time for his team to win. So my game ball goes to Seth Peters. That's that's
0: a good game ball. He, he definitely did what he had to do. Uh, my game ball is going to go to the Swede, Matthias Erickson. Uh, he just really stood out in this game to me. He's been great all year. Um, European guy coming over and really being the one one B to the Donovan Hayden, but he had two sacks in this game, and it's just when he was making plays, it was just noticeable. He had I think three or two and a half tackles for loss in this game as well. He was in the backfield. He was making a difference on that Wolverines offensive line. They couldn't block him. He was getting there. He hit Robert a couple good times. And he just really made a a large impact in putting that pressure on the Wolverines that kept them from being able to do what they wanted to do with the ball. So game ball goes to Matthias Erickson. I've been watching you all season. And in the playoffs, you stepped up like we expected. All right, let's get into the meat of it now we're going to talk about the various matchups of this game and dissect them the best we can. So first let's talk about the Roosters offense versus the Steelers defense. So we'll go Roosters wide receivers versus Steelers defensive backs. And with that group, uh, let's, let's look at the Roosters receiver receiving core for the starters. You obviously got Adam Connett, Namdi Agude, and then you got Alex Wasilev, and then they have a, a large amount of um, younger receivers who kind of take up that fourth spot. Um, what do you think about this? I mean, I'm going to ask you first, Q. What do you think about Um this?
1: I, I, yeah. I think it's, it's going to be a matchup problem, Um, obviously. More so on Nnamdi, Um, just from his size, just from the his ability to go jump and get the ball. I don't think um, Corpio has anyone right now that can physically uh, jump with him. Uh, Donovan Hayden is a good player. I don't see him playing safety this game, obviously. Um, so that's going to cause for concern. Um, they can bracket Adam if they wanted to. So I think it, it, it would be smart to, to maybe put Tommy on uh, Adam um, and maybe try to you know be aggressive with him right there. But uh, overall, I think the Roosters win that matchup, that receiver-DB matchup, just because those guys are a little more seasoned. They got a little more chemistry. Um, they're the winning team right now, you know. So it, it, it's 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 hard to say that Corpio won't show up to you know the matchup against them. But if you just go physically, if you go talent wise, I think the Roosters win that matchup.
0: All right, I I'm not gonna agree or disagree with you. I'm gonna let it ride. But um, let let's play a little bit devil's advocate here and talk about the. The Steelers' defensive backfield. I mean, you got Tommy K out there at safety. He he gets the ball. He's a ball hawk. And then you got Samson the Inkinen. He's the guy that you don't talk about him a lot, but he does his job very well on the cornerback side. He's the one that got the interception that ended the game against the Wolverines last weekend. And then on the opposite side of him, you have Eero Pecker, and then which is the young the young kid. He's still on the U nineteen team. Number thirty five. He's been up and down. Like he's he's controlled some receivers and he's also been beat. So it's a, a little tough. And then in the safety spot, you got Marcus Ayanyevale, and then there's another guy that plays safety too. I can't remember his name, but they actually rotate in that position. As a as a whole, as a secondary group, if they can get Donovan Hayden there, sometimes he can help as well. But he's not really. I don't really consider him a defensive back, even though he plays it at times. He's more of a downhill safety feel like they can they can match up in zone. It's when they play man that they're going to be in trouble against the Roosters. I think they have really smart players. You, you got somebody like Tommy K that can get to the ball. So if he's not on one person, he can make a play that maybe a normal player couldn't make. But in this game, at some point, they're going to have to stop the run. And when they decide they have to stop the run, they're going to have to go man. And when they go man...
1: It's going to be a problem.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. It is going to be a problem. It's going to be tough. Another thing that's interesting for the Steelers defense, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, is that when the Steelers defense, when Tommy K goes man on, on receivers, he went man against Nomde in the first game of the season. He did well. Now, I know that's a long time ago. They both changed. Things have changed. But they put him at corner. He went man against Nomde, and he he did well in that matchup. Now, I'm not saying that that's how it's going to be in this matchup, but they do have a recipe for success against this team. Right now, that's the only game we can really compare is that very first one of the season. But I definitely think that this matchup is going to be worth discussing. That's for sure. So, uh, moving to the, the next matchup, I'm going to write it down here because I'm trying to keep up with my damn times. The next matchup we got is the Roosters running back against the Steelers linebacking core. And when we look at that group, obviously for the Roosters, we're we're just thinking about Kari. And we're thinking they could use the backup guy. I can't remember his damn name. I always mess it up.
1: I can't remember his name. You remember his name? Nah, Essa Yeah, Essa. Okay. Oh, Sorry. Yeah. Asa. Yeah.
0: Essa could get in the game as well. And he he's been serviceable, but Kari's the guy. And we're looking at him versus Matthias Erickson, Donovan Hayden, and a little bit. Obviously, the defensive front for the
1: for the Steelers as well in this matchup. What do you think about that? I, I think that's going to be a real interesting matchup right there. Um, obviously, we haven't seen much of Kari all season. Um, I, don't, I don't know if it's – maybe because of injuries. Um, he's had some but this game, things to do. <laughs> yeah. It's a much, you know, like he's had some things to do. And, and, and he's, he, he's, he's, if he's healthy, if, if a healthy Kari, um, I think he will – you know, do what he does. You know what I mean? Kari runs hard. Once he gets enough touches, he runs hard. But, uh, Corpio doesn't have a bad defensive line. You know, they have active defensive line and their linebackers are good. So, um, it depends on, on, on how active Donovan is in the blitzing. Um, but I do think they match up well against that, you know, the running back. I, I think Corpio wins that, like just because they have athletic linebackers that can cover, they can play the run. Um, so in, in that sense, uh, the Roosters don't really necessarily have a backup running back, like somebody that can come in after Car and just hurt a defense unless it's like Adam or something. But um, it's a championship game, so, you you know, we might see that. You might see Adam in the backfield. So um, I think the overall matchup, though, having Donovan Hayden, having Matisse in there, um, that's a big plus for them in that run game. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I'll say if I had to choose one side, I would I, – I don't like to go against Card, man, because is a big play guy. <laughs> he, he's a big play guy, but if we go matchup-wise, I think Corpio can stand up to them, you know, in, in the run game. I, I agree with you on
0: that. See, now that's why I'm actually going to make a decision. The other one, I left it open. Well, I, I'm agree with you here. I think the Steelers, their linebacking core, I mean, it's the best in the league. There's not a better linebacking group, and it's mostly about, like I said, Donovan Hayden, 1A, Matthias Erickson, 1B, like, They're the top two tacklers in the league. They both get tackles for loss, which means they get to the backfield. They get in the backfield. And as good as the Roosters' offensive line is, um, something that we actually heard and y'all guys will hear it here on the podcast coming up when we spoke with the head coach for the Roosters, they got speed. These guys are fast on defense, and their linebacking core is part of that speed. Donovan Hayden has, you know, cornerback speed but he's playing linebacker. So it's tough for anybody to get to that second level and get that block on that linebacker that you need. So for Kari, it's going to be about him beating these linebackers. He has to get the ball, beat those linebackers one-on-one. He's a great running back. These linebackers might be better. I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. I think these linebackers with, we get in one-on-one situation and you got Matthias Erickson against Kari Pairon and then, I'm going with Matthias. You got Donovan Hayden versus Kari. I'm going with Hayden. But if he's able to get them and it not be one on one, they not be in position. He can make a play. But as of right now, it's one of those one on one things. And now I'm gonna I'm gonna flash back. I'm sorry because this makes me think of it. So we're gonna we're gonna go back a little <laughs> bit. Uh, championship Maple Bowl two years ago. You had. Um, chris young playing linebacker versus jason taylor and i don't know if anybody remembers that was a difference in that game every time that jason taylor and chris young met on the field in space or in the hole jason taylor won and he went off in that maple bowl and basically that matchup was what separated those two teams Is because every time you expect chris young to make that play he didn't that's something that carrie could do in this game you expect donovan hayden to make those plays but If Carr is, you know, who we think he is, (laughs) the heir apparent, they don't make those plays and they are able to run the ball and control the game. If if they can't run the ball and control the game, they have to rely a little bit more on the passing. Could be something that the Steelers defense wants. Who knows? I don't know what they want, but right now we do think that the linebacking core from the Steelers is is the better unit. So moving on, let's get to the next group. We're gonna talk about. The Roosters' O line versus the Steelers' D line, and before we get into it, I got the roster up here from like the last game. Let's just go over the uh, Roosters' offensive line: left tackle Alexander Milanovic. Milanovic? I never can say your name right. I'm so sorry, Alex the Great. (laughs) Goddamn, because he is what what he he is. Alex the
1: Great. Alex Alex the the Great.
0: great. Okay, so (laughs) he's playing left tackle. Huge Austrian guy. Love his character and. He be putting people in the motherfucking ground. He
1: puts. Oh yeah, he's a monster, monster.
0: And then left guard, you got Richard Lyonnais. Lyonnais? I I don't know if I'm saying it right. He's a staple on the offensive line. Does his work. Great guard. He could probably. I mean, he could probably play anywhere on that line as well. And then center, you know, big Miko Toymanen doing his thing. He just came from doing eight thousand pancakes over in France, so he's in a pancaking mood and then right guard Matthew Daltry who was start, who played center earlier in the season moved him over to right guard and he's been doing great and then on right tackle you know that the other era parent uh Yere Lotti has returned but they have they actually have backups on their offense line that could start in, on other teams in the league so with that being said now how do you feel about the Roosters O line versus the Steelers?
1: Defense now now I'm I, I don't have no choice but to go with the Roosters O line on this. Um <laughs> those guys they're seasoned, man. You know, they've been in this game before. They 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 shown week after week that they can play together. They have a nice unit, you know, Miko being the center. Uh you know, those guys have fun, man. They they're smart, they can call out defenses. Uh they know the plays well. They try to protect Miko as much as possible. Um as you see Miko doesn't really get sacked that much. Um does he get so those sacked? guys I I mean if he does it's probably because he's just moving around probably too soon or something but at, at the at normal like it's like it's it's like one of those things it's like watching the Patriots. I don't want to compare the Bruce's O-line with the Patriots O-line but it's like watching the Patriots. It's like you mean to tell me nobody is winning one on one? You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's like it's like they have one of those lines where it's like nobody usually wins one on one battles against these guys on the regular. Like they'll, you know, somebody will get pressure, but it's not regular pressure. Like you have to, you you, and nobody really blitzes against this line. Like it's it's crazy that majority of the teams that play the Roosters don't blitz against them. Well, that's because and, you got you know the slide receiver situation yeah yeah but you gotta gamble that's part of that's part of Blixen. it's either you you let miro sit back and throw the ball wherever he wants to throw or you make him make a decision fast and and i'm not saying he's not a accurate passer when he needs to be but i'm gonna take my chances Blixen. i would rather him and make him make that decision in the second than let him sit back there for a few seconds you know what i mean he just has those receivers that can get open so um the Roosters O-line is, 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 have been pretty much unbelievable this year. They've been able to do what they wanted to do. Um, the Like Miko said, the last few weeks, they haven't played that great mm-hmm. offensively. And I think that's just, you know, getting later in the season, guys maybe trying to preserve themselves and, you know, just trying to make sure they're they healthy for the playoffs. I, I think that kind of happens um, with every team. But um, they're the number one seed, so. They didn't really have much to lose, you know what I mean, by not playing up to par. But obviously you want you guys to come out and play. But, you know, those guys, they got some beast on their O line and 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 Corpio's D line is definitely gonna have to like, you know, Yanni he's gonna have to have a big game. Um, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to win that battle. I mean, I won't say the game will be decided right there, but that will be an interesting matchup. I think um, obviously I'm a I guess I'm, I'm letting you do the Roosters
0: and I do the Steelers somehow. But <laughs> we're, we're trying to keep it fair. So I don't want to just jump on the bandwagon with the Roosters. I do believe the Roosters O-line is solid. They're probably the only O-line that I will actually say is good in Finland this year. And I say that with no disrespect to any other O-line. But this is the only line where, like you said, nobody can win one-on-ones. And when you're looking at the Steelers defensive line group, it's it's good. It's, it's not horrible. It's not great. But, like, you, you name someone like Yanni Lindquist. He's a little bit of an older guy, but he's still serviceable and he makes big plays. And then also Big Shark over there, two Pinheiro, the Spanish guy, he's been coming on as late as well. But what I feel like they're they're missing is that Yanni has been moved. Like, he's a defensive end, true, true to form. But he's been playing some DT and DN for them. And I think with him playing on the inside, you take away that, that pressure off the edge. But you also sure up the run-stopping ability because he's good at that. But Big Shark plays on the on the edge, and he's a, a DN guy. And outside of those two names, I'm not naming anybody because the other guys haven't made an impact. Um, I'm looking at a roster right now, and it says defensive end Kale Tynanen, defensive tackle Matthias Kåpanen. I uh, okay. That's right, so all I'm going to say is they, they're okay. I don't think they suck or anything. I think their defensive line has done well this season, but at the same time, you got to do better than well to, to have any impact against this offensive line. And Their D-line just don't have it. They, like you said, for them to create pressure, they're going to have to blitz, which means they're going to have to bring Donovan Hayden, Matthias Arison, or Aku Oytala from the linebacker position. As soon as that they do that, First of all, they're still only going to be able to bring five or six. They're going to have to bring six every time because they only bring one of those guys and their D-line.
1: It's not going to work. <laughs> it's
0: one-on-one. One-on-one, you're not winning. And these roosters, the offensive linemen, these guys are, are seasoned vets. They're not dumb either. You're, you can't play a lot of games with them and beat them. So what are you going to do? I just don't see it. hmm it's gonna to have to be one somewhere else uh, when it comes to offensive line. The Roosters got it, but I do believe the defense, the defensive line for the Steelers, they, ca- I think that they can win these one on ones. I just don't know if it'll be a big enough impact. I think Yanni's good enough to to beat somebody inside with his quickness that you don't really see from a D tackle sometimes. And same thing with Big Shark is he's he's a lot stronger than he looks, and he, he should be able to do some work. But if he's going to, if he's going against uh Alex the Great, he ain't doing shit. I already called it, sorry. And you can quote me on that one. If you're going Whoa. against if you're going Whoa. against Alex the Great, it's not <laughs> happening. But just just what I see. And I, and with that being said, that means, okay, you think that they could do something against Yuri? Not as much either. Damn it. I'm going I'm getting too one sided, y'all. I'm sorry. So we're gonna move on. We just I, we think the the had have the best O line in this in this matchup. The next thing we'll talk about is is strategy. The Roosters' offensive strategy versus the Steelers' defensive strategy. What do you what do you see happening between those two things that are going to combine in this game?
1: Um, I think what what I'll start on Corpio's side this time. I think Corpio needs to get some turnovers early. I think they need to score off of those turnovers. Yeah. And, that'll, and that, that, that'll put the pressure on the Roosters that the Roosters aren't usually uh, giving. I mean, I, when has the Roosters ever had to come back in the game besides the first time they played Corpio? You know what I mean? Like, which they can do. You know what I mean? So for Corpio to have a chance like they did that first game of the season, they're going to have to do the same thing. They're going to have to come out, get some turnovers there. They're going to have to pressure Miro. They're going to have to call some fumbles. Like, they're going to have to play a remarkable uh, once in a, I won't say once in a lifetime game, <laughs> but to beat the Roosters, you're you're going to have to do some extra special things. Like, I mean, it's just that show up. <laughs> yeah, they they don't they don't make mistakes often. You know what I mean? So with teams that don't make mistakes often, they play so consistent that Corpio is going to have to come up with something. Donovan Hayden, Matis, uh even the DBs, Tommy they're they're going to have to have just remarkable games. Like they, you can't have average games for your imports. And you obviously can't have average games for your finished players. So everybody on that defense, the Corpio is going to have to get it in their head. Is Look, we're, they're going to have to fight for every single thing that they get. And if every if all 11 guys on defense don't feel that way, then they're going to have a long day because, believe me, the Roosters are coming out there confident. Uh, their offense is coming out there confident. You got Adam, who's exciting. You got Numb, who's a big play. You got Cario, who can hurt you. Alka, if you don't pay attention to him, he can burn you. Um, they got athletes all over the field on offense, and Miro can take off if you're not watching him. So, yeah, going into this game for Corpio, they got a lot to key on. I think they 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 have to have a strategy. It's either be aggressive, or play zone, or or whatever it is. But that matchup right there, that that offense against their defense, like the Roosters are are winning that right now. The last game they played, obviously different than the first game, totally different from the first game. So. Um, if the Roosters come out ex- excited, if the Roosters go up early offensively, they're going to get even more amped up. That's what happened. In 2017, when JT, JT was, was, was killing yep. them on the run game, that's what happened. The guys crunk up, and then it was just pretty much downhill from there. And you don't want the Roosters to get that hype and, and get that momentum because it's going to be hell trying to come back on them in a game like that. So um, Corpio is just definitely going to have to have some great plays off from their defense. Yeah,
0: I I agree with you. I think for the Roosters' offense, it's like, you know, stay the course. Do what you've been doing, and you should be fine as long as you do what you've been doing. The pressure is really on the Steelers' defense. I mean, this defense, first of all, kudos to this Steelers' defense, and um, I'm trying to think who's the defense coordinator, uh, Petri Pellanen. Kudos to you, man, because this defense is much improved from last season. But with that being said, we're talking about now. This defense still gives up a lot of points, almost 30 points a game, and the Roosters are scoring almost 40 points a game. So there's a a little bit of an uptick there. And you have to slow this offense down. And what the Roosters have done really well this season, is they haven't turned over the ball. They don't have a lot of turnovers. And, again, I'm (laughs) – I'm foreshadowing to the interview coming up where the Roosters' head coach actually told us that against the Steelers in the two games, they've had nine turnovers. So the Steelers have beaten them twice. I mean, I know the second game was with the backups against backups, but it's still a game. It, st- it still plays into it. For the Steelers' defense, that's what they have to do in this games. They have to create turnovers. It's You can't just have them – You one, you can't even just have them go three and out and punt. Like, that's not even going to do it. You got to take away their will to win. You got to make them feel like, hey, we're in this game because this Roosters team is set up to say, hey, if you make us punt, we think that we're going to punt and flip the field. We're not. We're going to pin you when we punt, and then our defense gets to tee off. So we, you can't even give them that. This Steelers defense has to create turnovers. They have to take the ball away, and then, in my opinion, I know we're not talking about Steelers offense yet, but Steelers defense also needs to score. I think that's one thing that is really going to set the tie for a game like this is that their offense is not as predictable as you want it to be, and they leave points on the field. For the Steelers' defense, instead of putting your offense in good position, don't even give them a chance. Create a turnover and take it back. Tommy K, get an interception and score. Take it all the way back, score, and don't do something stupid like fumble the ball on the kickoff on the interception return like you did at the beginning of the season. Damn, I didn't mean to go back like that on you, Tommy. But you know what I mean. Uh, that's all I got for it. What you got?
1: Are you mean? Nah, no, you pretty, oh. you pretty oh. much, you pretty much said it all, man. I think, I think it's just, it's, it's, it's obviously for Corpio winning. You know, the second game doesn't count. I'm let me just be honest. Like you said, it was it, the backups yeah. against the backup. It, it didn't mean anything. So, but it does give you some kind of confidence, though. I mean. I mean, they're still Maybe. using their players, and they're still yeah, doing they're... their
0: schemes. Like, it's it's not yeah. like they just came out there and said, "Oh, we're gonna do all this random shit." They were both trying to still get better with their backups.
1: Yeah, and and I think coming into this game, uh, definitely the battle of the quarterbacks, man. The battle of the quarterbacks. Yeah. Uh, how good Miro plays, how good Seth plays. Seth doesn't really turn the ball over a lot either. Um, but like you said, the Roosters. You know, have have a lot of turnovers against Scorpio for some reason. I don't know why against them they have most turnovers, but um, this game should be interesting. This is like you said, they're not playing in Helsinki, so that home field advantage feeling that the Roosters normally have they won't have, and it's a neutral site, and and I think that's good for the game um, because now teams can, you can come there and and everybody can feel like it's a away game, really. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. and it, it brings a more neutral feeling. Um, both teams have to travel now. You know what I mean. So um, that's a big difference. But I think overall, this is this is going to be a better game than last year. I believe. Yeah, I, I do think it's going to be a better game than last year, and that's what people want to see. They want to see. You know, th- they, this is this is the game that Corpio wanted. They wanted to go back. They wanted mm-hmm. to go back. They 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 got the guys that they needed to get. They got rid of some guys. And, and they're back in that same position. Coach Peck is a genius right now for even, you know, for, for getting – I mean, like, he's a genius right now for doing what he's doing. And, and he's he's trying, to, he's trying to get to that – he wants to beat the Roosters. Yep. And that's just beyond – that's, that's beat. And the Roosters want to beat everybody. So, yep. <laughs> uh, if you want to beat the champs, you got to beat the champs. And now Corpio has a chance. And this game is – I just hope it's exciting. The next thing we'll talk
0: about is – the matchup between the Roosters offensive coordinator and the Steelers defensive coordinator, because we we've talked about the scheme in general, but it really comes down to like how they're going to call plays against each other. Knowing that both, both guys have seen film, both guys know what each team is about. Um, We're going to talk a little bit about what we think these offensive and defensive coordinators need to do. But before we do that, let's hear from the Roosters offensive coordinator and head coach, Miko Koykalainen, in this short interview. Okay, we're here with the head coach of the Helsinki Roosters, Miko Koykalainen. Welcome to the podcast, Miko. Thank you. Again, we're sorry for not getting the Roosters uh, podcast out last week. We recorded it. Promise you, we spent some hours recording it. Just didn't have enough time to edit that damn thing.
3: Yeah, I'm sure Q picked the crocodiles.
0: <laughs> I did, man. I did. <laughs> That's how it goes sometimes. But uh, <laughs> let's get right to the questions, Miko. First thing I'm going to ask you is how do, how do you and the Roosters feel about being in this championship game? I know you've been in a lot of them. So how do you feel about being in this one?
3: Uh, we're excited. It's always the goal. When the season starts and every season is a new one, it doesn't really matter what we have done previous years. So it's super fun to be getting ready to the big, big game. I think it's going to be a good game. So we need to be at our best.
0: Interesting in this game is that the only team you lost to this season happens to be who you're playing in championship. And obviously the second loss was against your backups. But do you feel like there's pressure, there's more pressure on your team or the Steelers going into this
3: game? I think we both have the same amount of pressure. Yeah, the second game, was we, we didn't play our starters at same position, but they also sat out some of their guys. So the first game, they, they beat us cleanly, and there's nothing to say about that. They were a much better team that day, but it, I think we both have the same, same amount of pressure. We both want to win, and that's the only goal that both, both of us have had for the season.
0: Yeah, y'all definitely two good teams. What do you see as one of the main strengths for the Steelers team that you're going up against?
3: Overall, team speed. I think they are the fastest, like just pure straight lines running team in the whole league. Uh, mm-hmm. On offense, they have skilled guys that can score when, whenever they touch the ball. Tino Dango, Johannes Jauhianen, Gerard Johnson, set as a run, runner, can take it to the house. So there's a lot of dangerous guys and they have a very good old line also and the defense it's not fair to the other defense to say Donovan Hayden is what makes them go but he's just such a beast the best player that we have faced this season so and then they have a lot of good players on all levels Jani Linkvist on D line, Mattias Eriksson and Juuso Laherma is very good linebacker tandem and if they play Hayden over there or if he's safety he's just a total difference maker in this league
0: Mm, There's a lot of praise for the Steelers, but, uh, you know, the Roosters, y'all not so bad yourselves. What do you see as something that you guys have as an advantage in this game?
3: I think we're a pretty complete team. We can change our game plan according to what works and what is not working. And we have guys also that can score whenever they get the ball. So and I think that's the biggest advantage that we we can – we can play multiple we can do a lot of things depending on how the game goes same on offense and defense that we can we have good, very good secondary that we can put up against any any receiving core in this league and our d line is beastly. I'm happy I don't have to block them anymore after this week <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so um, just just a general idea about this game what are some of the, the keys to winning the game that you've talked to your team about
3: Taking care of the football is number one thing. We have turned the ball over nine times against them in the two games, and that just won't do it this, this week. Uh, gotta avoid the penalties. We shot ourselves in the foot multiple times last Saturday, where we had big plays, and we took very stupid penalties that had nothing to do with the play. And just gotta, gotta avoid those mistakes. That's the first thing. And then Red zone will be a key. I I expect it will be a little less scoring than the first game that we played. So that when you get the chance to score, you got to take advantage of it.
0: All right. It's a big game. Walter I don't know how to say 40. What is it? Uh, Nelia Kumenta. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Walter Nelia Kumenta. See, I've been working on my finish. Uh, Why should fans come watch this championship game in Tampa, of all places?
3: There should be big happening by the federation. There's tailgating and stuff. It's first time that it's away from the capital region. Uh, Two evenly fairly evenly matched teams. I don't think. I think it's pretty hard to predict, like the overall who who has the upper hand. So it should be a tight game, and with a lot of good national players and. American players, both, both teams have, I think, the best American talent that this country has this year. And the main core of the Finnish players are all national team players. So very two very good teams. So it should be exciting football game.
0: All right, that's it for me, Miko. Uh, Q,
1: hit them up. All right, I got a few questions, Miko. Um, first, uh, I noticed that you played a lot of your younger guys um, throughout the season um, was that by design or is it just because a lot of guys you had some of your veteran guys hurt or you just wanted to make sure they were healthy
3: uh, for the playoffs about uh, some some games we just had our regular starter injured and the next guy needed to step up but uh, th- that's the overall ch- strategy for me is to give the young guys also a chance to show what they got that's why they practice with us and if they don't get the experience to play and then they won't get better
1: uh, next one, uh, Miro, uh, you took, I, I won't say you took a chance on Miro being the starting quarterback, but, uh, he came, you know, he have been playing receiver for the last two years, also been in a backup quarterback. Uh, what about this, this season and this year, have you seen, you know, the improvement that you've seen in Miro
3: and, uh, what things have you done, you know, to, just to get him better from the start of the season? What's been the biggest difference with his game is the pocket pocket presence, early on he escaped pocket way too soon and we had good protection so once he realized that the line will hold, he has been standing in the pocket and making the throws. and that's really what was the biggest key from the early on of the season when we didn't score so many points, he always had the accuracy and ball placement to go with, but now he's just being pure QB more more than just running, running around and making plays with his feet he's that's the biggest difference in his game, and he just had the chance this year. We we played him last year. He played quite a lot, but he didn't really practice being QB. But we saw that there there was stuff that he can be a good QB in this league. But I think it's still a bit surprising, given to us how well he has played this season.
1: All right, and uh, this is this is more so for your imports. Um, obviously, you you probably have, if not the best, some of the top best imports. On your team, um, I noticed Nandi, uh, I didn't. I did, we didn't hear much about him before this season. What, what made you go after and, and want to get him out of all receivers that,
3: that you could have got in Europe? Um, I wanted to get a big receiver to help Miro. To just to like when, when he's in trouble, he can go and just throw it up and the guy will make a play. And I just watched his highlight tape and he played in a big big time school in the first NCAA division and made amazing stats against good competition. And then we had Alexander and Garrett play with him, so we knew what kind of a guy he is. It's always a tricky thing when you bring in an import that he has to fit in the culture and stuff like that. And everything that I heard was positive about him, and it's been like that. He's a very nice man and a good person, and then one hell of a football player. Okay,
1: gotcha. I, w- I will say that was that was definitely a big win for for you, for him. Um next, this is this is strictly for you. Uh you've won, you know, some championships with the Roosters, um even with the Juniors. How would, how how would winning this championship feel as far as being the head coach like? Would if do you think it's going to feel any different than than the championships
3: before? Uh well, hard to say. I, I haven't won it <laughs> being a head coach. So I don't know how to how to react that it, it will come when the if the moment comes. But I think this has been a bit of a special season, being the head coach, but also just with the team that we had. I really like a lot of the young guys that I, we have brought up have been with me for many years with the juniors, and now with Miro being quarterback, being a little bit extra special. So I think it would feel a little better. A bit, le- <laughs> a bit better, but I don't know, until it happens.
1: Okay, and... uh. Like like you just like you just mentioned with Miro being a quarterback. Um, if I'm not mistaken, it's probably been over eight or nine at least years since I've since I've been coming to Finland, at least eight or nine years since a finished quarterback has won the championship game. Um, do you think that is, is motivate is that something that uh you think Miro is thinking about? I mean, I know he's like a humble guy, but uh I know it would mean a lot for him to win a championship. Um, but I guess the question would be. Is that is that what makes this season? Uh, is that part of the reason why it makes this season special? Is, is to have a finished quarterback uh, as your starting quarterback?
3: Uh, yeah, in some capacity it is, and I don't think Miro is thinking about when the last finished guy won. He just wants to win, and I think all the memes and what people said when we made the joke shows that he is our quarterback. I think it's it's been a bit of a fuel for him. Yeah to play better and yeah. I, I know some of the other head coaches when we made the decision make some remarks that he's he's trash and everything. So that's really what is driving him and being the best guy that he can be for this team. But he doesn't really care about the stats. He just wants to win. And if that m- makes that he's handing off the ball 50, 50 times or throwing it 50 times, he, it, it doesn't matter. He just want to win. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, yes, yeah, that's, that's, that's my question.
0: Alright, I got I got one more question. Miko. <laughs> the question I have for you and, and this is the last one, last one, is how how do you feel about this team from beginning to end of season? And I'm I'm including those international games as well because I've I've been watching you guys since those first games. And obviously this is Maple League for the Maple Bowl, but this is the apex of your season. How do you feel about the development of your team this year? It's been a transformation from my eyes, but I'd like to know how do you feel about how this year has
3: developed with you as the
0: head coach of the Helsinki Roosters?
3: It has felt really good. I think we have, we have grown during the season. At the early part, we had some injuries that forced us to play a little bit with one hand tied behind our back, but we still made enough plays in those games that we were able to win and adjust to, to our personnel that we had at our disposal. But it has felt really good the way we have grown and been able to really get better during the year. This is the week that we need to be at our best and that has been the goal from the start. It was nice to win the European games but like this is what we have been aiming for. So that's really nice thing that we have been peaking a little bit I think offensively, we haven't been that good the past few weeks. I'm waiting for us to be even better, but the defense has been getting better just week by week. Well,
0: all right, Miko Koykalainen, we appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. Those great answers. This interview is awesome. I promise I'm actually going to um, edit and put this one out on time before the game. So don't have to worry about that. Uh, Q, anything?
1: Yeah, I, I did I did pick y'all to win last week, Miko. <laughs> oh, thank you. No no don't
0: don't let him off the, the hook, Miko. Shit. We keep it real on this show. I picked y'all to win the league. Just saying. He picked that other Helsinki team, the team we won't name
1: in this episode. I, 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 I wouldn't against I would against the grain just to to be the only guy to go against the grain. I definitely did. Uh but you know, I I like I wanted to see both teams obviously in there. Uh, but at, at the same time, I I, 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 I want you guys to be in there too, winning, and uh, you know, congratulations though on making it to the championship
3: game, though. Thank you. Hopefully, it'll be a good game. Yeah, uh, appreciate
0: it again, Miko, and we'll talk to you soon.
3: See ya. Bye bye. Bye. All right.
0: Last thing we're talking about on the Roosters offense versus Steelers defense is the the coaching. A lot of people kind of don't talk about the coaching, but we, obviously on this show, we talk about coaching a lot. So what do you think is going to be happening between, um, you know, Miko Kwekalainen going against Petri Pelinen? That's the matchup here. What do you see going on there, Q?
1: Well, I, I haven't been around Petri to know what kind of – what he does as far as pre preparing the team for, for getting ready for the game. But I have been around Miko. Okay. And I will say Miko is a numbers guy. He is a film guy. He watches film. Uh, not only just Finland film, he watches NFL film the guy's a guru when it comes to calling the offense um, he point, guru. he knows he, he he knows how to to strategize and where like he sees where he wants to go with the ball and then he relays that to the offense relays that to miro. I think a lot of success that miro has right now is just from Miko explaining things to to him and showing him like all right, this is what we want to do. If he goes here, you go there. You know what I mean? Stay in the pocket. Give you trust your offensive line. And when it comes to matchups, Miro is gonna go wherever the weak guy is. And that's just simple. Like he he doesn't he's not gonna shy away from it. If if he feels like they can beat a cornerback or if they can beat a safety, mm-hmm. he's gonna go with that guy and they're they gonna expose it. And if you don't realize that, like if you don't if you don't know your own weaknesses, it's gonna be a problem. So Coach Petri, if he doesn't know where he think like it's one thing to have confidence in your team but at the same time you can look on film and say you know what we have problem covering these type of routes these type of combos um so we probably need to do this uh, or, or try to get this guy here more like he has to be he has to be prepared on that on that aspect there's a lot of guys on the roosters offense that can score so coach he has to figure out what can i who do i want to limit you know what i mean like yeah. who, who do i want to limit you got to pick one is it going to be Adam? I mean, smart thing would say be Adam, I think, uh, in Namdi. So That's hard. Man, that's
0: two people, man. It's, it's, <laughs> it's going to
1: be hard to do. It's going to be hard to do. But if you want to have a chance to win this game, you're going to have to either trust your D-line to get pressure and you're going to have to trust your, your your linebackers away from those guys and, the, and the, the linebackers to those guys so they can get to them, get hands on them, and, and get in that vicinity of where the ball is going to be thrown. If you don't do that, then – it doesn't matter who's coaching that defense yep. in Corpio. Yeah, they're, the Roosters are going to still score. They're still going to do what they do. So I think um, defensively for Corpio, I, I, I'm just saying I think they should be aggressive. Come out aggressive. Don't come out with the with the let's play zone. Let's see what they're going to do. You already know what they're going to do. You do not play it against them already, so you know exactly what they're going to do. Um, so I think come out be aggressive. It's a championship game. You got nothing. You have nothing to lose the roosters are the the defending champs seven times seven times they have they have they're they're the ones who really technically have to lose the championship like corpio like you made it but but at the end of the day you're playing the number one team so you gotta you gotta you gotta beat
0: the champ you gotta prove that you you gotta take the title you don't get you don't get the title you have to take the title
1: you gotta take the title and and that's what they're gonna have to do they're gonna come out there and just give it all they got and and Make the plays because at the end of the day, you're going to look back at this game. or You're going to watch film. You're going to say, man, I should have did this and I should have did that. But you got to just do it, man. You got to take risks. Um, put your guys in positions to make plays. And that's what Coach Petrie just has to do. Yeah, I,
0: I agree with you.
1: I mean, like you said, same, similar to you,
0: I mean, I don't I don't know Coach Petrie personally. So I can't speak on his philosophy in general. But I can tell you what I've seen from the Steelers. and I can tell you what I've seen from the Roosters. What, what I've seen from the Roosters is an offense that's built with purpose. You'll, you'll watch a game, and you can you can tell not what's going to happen, but you can tell why the things are going the way they're going. You can tell that this play was set up for this. This play, the reason they did it was this. The reason Miro made this throw. The reason he ran this route. It all makes sense. And like you said, that's because Miko is a great play caller. And he's been a great play caller for years. For him, being the head coach is just an added bonus. He's still doing what he's been doing, calling plays. So for him, I don't think he changes anything. He goes in this game like he always does. He's prepared. He knows how to adjust. Like you said, it's on Coach Petrie. It's on what the Steelers' defense does. It's on how he calls it, how he does his personnel. And that's a huge thing that I think the Steelers have done well this year, and it's a reason that their defense has improved is that they haven't stayed in the same stagnant defense. They've moved Donovan Hayden around. They've had Tommy K move around. they move moved their defense alignment around. Like I said earlier, they have Yanni Linquist playing on the inside more often now. That's a move that benefits them. They did that because that's how they felt that they would be a better defense. And I guess in this game, the biggest difference would be, can he move those people around and that personnel on that defense in time? Does he wait until his corner gets beat three times to switch him? Or does on the first time that Namdi jumps over Eero, he says, let's switch and put Tommy K there. Or the first time he jumps over Tommy K. They're both short. I'm sorry. Well, actually, Ero isn't short. But Tommy K is short. So, I mean, at some point, he's going to be able to fade up Tommy K. But just, I'm not trying to go on too much of that. I'm sorry for rambling there. But I think that's what's going to come down for um, Coach Petri is that Can you adjust on the fly like Miko is going to do? Because Miko is going to put his players in the best position to be successful. Can you do the same thing? And obviously, me and you both don't know the guy well enough to say that he's going to do it. But I do believe that what I've seen from the season throughout the season for the Steelers defense, I believe they're capable of it. Now, if they'll do it, that's on them. But I do believe they're capable of adapting with the Roosters offense at a high rate. We'll just got to see how it turns out in Tampa, though. All right, so let's flip the script. We're going to talk Steelers offense versus Roosters defense. I know it could it could sound confusing, but just pay attention, people. So now we're, we're on the Steelers offensive side. Just want to go over their receiving core because people never really know who receivers are. But um, we know... For these guys, they got Johannes Jahainen, number 19. Tino Ndongo, number 88. Juho Vaisanen, number 8. And then they also have Petri Vilponen number 12. And I'm not sure if he's still playing. I think he had an injury a couple weeks ago. But that's their core receiver. That's the receiving core. And you also got to think about Gerard Johnson. He gets in there and catches a couple passes every now and again. And then on the defensive side for the Roosters, you have... All the best national team defensive backs in Finland, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then and then you you add Montez Lattimore. I forgot all about him. He's he's a new cornerback. People have asked me about him. I'm just like, I mean, he just went into the fold. He added to a great team. But he's he's also a dynamic talent, D1 talent, playing cornerback for him. Um, Viljo Limpinen, love that guy. Axley Olin, obviously. Nico Kuika. Uh, Nico Quick, that's what we call them. And then uh Benjamin Ulapa came over this year, and then later in the season, even um Walter uh oh, shit, why am I blanking on his name now? <laughs> Damn it. Walter Vasanova came over from um from Sweden and and joined onto his demon So they have like and that's not even I didn't even mention um Vilio um I can't remember his last name. Number 20, the other cornerback, Vilho Pivanin, Pivaianin, something like that. Sorry guys. You you know I usually know y'all's names, but it's just hard to say it all. But I'm named what I've named like 6 7 guys already. And that's the defensive backs for the for the uh Roosters. I like the yep. Steelers receiving core. I really do. But the Roosters the defensive backs and the packages they have, they have packages for every situation. You know, like if you if you come out in a three-by-one or two-by-two, two, you come out in two tight, you come out in two back, you come out in empty. They got packages with specific DBs in certain spots for this because you usually run this play or this formation does this to this. You motion, they move it like this. It's, it's one of the most professional like defensive backfields I've ever seen because – they're so versatile and they can do almost anything with this group. In my opinion, and I, I wouldn't focus on this one, I just I think that for the Roosters defensive backs, containing the Steelers receivers isn't that big of a deal. For them, all it's going to be is we just can't let Tino get by us. Other than that, I think that they'll be fine against these receivers. And that's no shade to anybody. I still think Johannes is a great receiver. I just think his skill set doesn't bode well against this defensive backfield.
1: That's all I got. Um, I think, I think with Corpio receivers uh, against the Rooster DBs, like I said, they're, like they are some of the best DBs in the country. Um, they just the Steelers just have to do the same thing, man. They got to find the weakest link. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to find the guy that they they, they need to go at, and, and if you get Tino one on one. Uh, I think you need to try to take advantage of that because nobody on that secondary on the Rooster secondary can run with him. Who nobody. do you
0: th- who do you think you would want Tino against? Call him out. Let's go put a name out there, man. That oh, that, man. that way, this after is, the game, is, if we're is, right, we can brag, I'm and if we're wrong, of people can come at us. Fem.
1: Go ahead. I'm gonna go off of film. If I'm going off of film, I think if you can get if you can get him matched up on Olin. Yep. Um, that's where you can win that uh, Olin is not the fastest DB, but he is aggressive and uh, he, he will miss. Um, but you can see from the film all year, if you get by him and you catch the ball, it's probably going to be a touchdown. He doesn't have the, that speed that he used to. He's a little older DB now, um, but still athletic, still good. Um, but I think, you know, he's a, he's a little bit too aggressive at times. Yeah. The recovery, if, you know, speed know, there, yeah, his recovery speed is definitely not there. So I think if you can get that matchup with Olin, um, um, and I'm just going on for film. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have anything. Olin played great for me, um, and I and I he's love him. He's a that, hell of a you know, defense. Um, yeah. Um, but he is a, the liability when it comes to the man to man. I mean, he's he's get he's given up a lot of touchdowns on his defense. So um, if you can try to get Tino matched up on him, then you can you could probably win right there a few times.
0: I I agree. I think um, just looking at how the Roosters run their defense, you've got to get Tino on, in, in the slot. Because honestly, I feel like the Roosters' defense works better when you have Mont- Montez Lattimore on the on the outside and Villio Limpinon on the outside, and actually works as the nickel back. I know Villio mm-hmm. also can do nickel back work, and Nico Quick can do nickel back work, but I think that's where actually shines. Kind of r- reminds me of. Uh, now let me go back to history on y'all again here today. Uh, reminds me of. Um, What's my boy's name? Uh, Damn it. Why am I blanking on names today? But Woodson from the Oakland Raiders. Mm. Woodson from the Oakland Raiders. Later in his – I can't remember his first name. Rod Woodson? I mean, Charles Woodson? Charles Woodson, yeah. Charles Woodson from the Oakland Raiders. He was a, a dynamic cornerback early in his career. As he got older, he moved to the safety nickel spot. Because it wasn't like he was slow. He was still fast, but he didn't have the recovery speed. So if he got beat, that was it. But he didn't get beat a lot. But when he got beat, it was, like you said, a touchdown. That's what actually kind of reminds me of is that he can play probably for another, like, 10 years because he's that good. But he plays best on this defense when he can play in a nickel spot and and keep receivers in front of him. You get a lot of slant routes, crossing routes, um, screen routes from those guys. And he can cover those very well. You don't get as many verticals, which means he doesn't have to turn his hips and run as much, which actually is actually going to prolong his career as well because he's not going to get burned out. And I think if that's what the Roosters do, they'll be fine. But for the Steelers, that they need to get Tino in that spot. Let Tino play in the slot and run a seam instead of having to be on the outside where he can get bracketed sometimes. Let him get into the slot and run a seam route where he can be one-on-one with a nickelback or a linebacker. Probably a back because the Roosters' defense just isn't dumb enough to put a linebacker out there. But that's something I think they'll have to do. But overall, I definitely think the Roosters' defensive backs are just a little bit better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe not a little bit. Maybe a lot. <laughs> and sorry we pretty much only talked about Tino, but it is what it is, Steelers. It is what it is. Moving on to the next group. I'm writing down what time we're getting to each group so I can cut this. Uh, Steelers running backs versus Roosters linebackers. And obviously, we know these guys. For the Steelers, you got Gerard Johnson, Ville Linston, and sometimes Aku Otolo come out there and do his thing. But then for the Roosters linebacking core, Ax- Varta and then Vartanen, Santu. Uh, who else? Who's that other linebacker? I can't remember his names. Those are only two names I know. You know you know the other guy's name?
1: Nah, I don't. yeah,
0: it don't matter. Because that's who we're talking about, those two anyways. Pretty much, can those two handle Gerard Johnson? No, that's the truth. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. It, it is what it is. <laughs> but we we gotta be smarter than just saying running backs versus linebackers. Let's be honest. It's gonna be a defensive front from the roosters that's going against the rushing attack of the Steelers. Can Johnson beat those two guys in a hole? Yes. Will he have the opportunity to beat those two guys in a hole? Probably not. Probably not. But overall, he's a better matchup. And I think for the Steelers in this one, we got to actually get outside of the run game. Let's not just talk about running the ball. With the running back, let's talk about him getting the ball, getting touches in general. The pass game, the screens, the swing passes, lining him out of a slot and then having somebody like Santu. Having Santu against Gerard Johnson in the slot, that's money for the Steelers. I don't know how many packages or plays they have set for something like that, but if they ever find that situation, that's money. And that's probably the best situation they can get. Even against Oxley, I'm a little bit more confident that he can guard them. But Santu is not a covered linebacker. He can get in the zone, and he can take away some space, and maybe against Ville Lindsten he can guard him. But him against Gerard Johnson, I don't like that look for the Roosters. I think that's the biggest, the biggest dynamic for this running back versus linebackers is going to be that Gerard Johnson can be in multiple places, and if they can get him in multiple places where he's actually matched up against these linebackers, they can win
1: that matchup. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, if if you know like you say, we've been covering the Roosters for a while. I know the Roosters. And um uh, Santu is playing, I'd say, out of position. He's not an inside backer at all. Yeah. Uh, but he but he he will play it. Um being that they run that nickel package majority of the time against passing teams, he's a good fit in that because he can get out to the curl or he can, you know, get his hands on receivers. Um, they don't have a necessarily run-stopping linebacker core. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more it's more set up for the pass. Um, the, D for, the their D line being so strong that those guys, you know, they can they, they can do the run. See, yeah, they do the run. Yeah, it's like it's like they they do so much just because of the D line being so strong. So um, if Gerard can get one on one with any one of those linebackers, he's obviously going to win. If he gets to if he gets to the second level, he's he it's going to be hard because um, yeah. as you go back to the first game that's where he hurt him at anytime he got through on the second level he was gone yeah but he got a big run so um that's gonna be a matchup it just depends he didn't have such a great game this last game um the wolverines actually came out in a different scheme than, than corpio probably was thinking about mm-hmm. um so that kind of started i think their blocking scheme um but i don't the roosters. is are obviously not gonna run the same defense as the Wolverines ran they're gonna run their same defense um, they're gonna count on their d line to get pressure to, to stop the run and all that so um Gerard is gonna have a major I mean this is the game he wants to. You, 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 you gotta know like this guy probably has been thinking about this all year like this is a game we've been working hard to get to it's time for he has to show out if he doesn't show out then that's a, that's that's just a letdown I'm gonna be honest it's a letdown for me um, I like the way he plays I like the way he runs. He hasn't has to a major game. I know he has his O line has to play good, but he needs a major game for the passing game and the running game. He has to control how his offense runs this game. Yeah. I'm putting it on him. He has to show up. He has the ball out for for his team to even have a chance. If he doesn't if he doesn't come out in in the beginning and cause problems in the beginning, it's gonna put pressure on their on their passing game. So um, let's see what happens. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, moving on to the offensive line versus defensive line. Steelers' offensive line, I'll be honest, I don't know them by heart, but I will name them for you guys just so, you know, big guys get some love here on the podcast. Uh, left tackle, Oshkari Lightning, Left guard, Rope Korhonen. Center, Nilo Oyansuvu. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry for butchering y'all's names. I didn't know they were going to be this hard. Right guard, Tapio Yaskalainen. I know that guy's name. Right tackle, Bartos Bednarzuk, I know that guy's name. I can't pronounce it, but the the right side, actually do know those guys as decent offensive linemen. But on the defensive side for the Roosters, I mean, you have, I'm going to just name what's on the roster right here, but you got Oko, you got Krister Berg, Laurie Ajo, Edu Vestinen, and then a couple more guys that rotate in. You 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 can go first on this one because I'm I'm a little perplexed on what I think about it, so I'll, I'll let you make some points and sway me.
1: Ooh, um, <laughs> this is gonna be interesting, um, because all the big names are on the D on the D side, mm-hmm. uh, the the most noticeable name on the D side, um. They're gonna have to have. Uh, I won't say a great game, but they're just gonna have to bring their lunch. Yeah, they're gonna ha- they're gonna have to bring their lunch. I mean, let's let's be honest. Like they're going against by far the best D line um, in the country for the last probably three four years. <laughs> true, true. true. Um, so I think they're they're gonna have to figure out a way offensively to give self some time um, to to to. Get those guys somewhat tired, maybe even no huddle, something. They gotta come out with a, with a scheme to where their guys don't have to block these guys for a long time. Um mm-hmm. because somebody's gonna win on that D line. On the Rooster D line, somebody's winning one-on-one every play. And that's what makes them a great D line. But um Corpio has played consistently. I've seen games where they o they O-line played great too. And and they got in the championship game by letting Seth have time and score points. So they're capable of it. Um, they don't need to have big name guys to to beat the Roosters. They just need them to play well this game. And yeah. they don't have, like I said, they don't have to play great. They just have to play well. Like they have yeah. to play enough for Gerard to have a great game. Enough for Chef to have enough time. So um, O line got some pre- I mean they're they're like I said, just bring their lunch. They don't have to bring their lunch. I, I, it's no other thing I could say, but hey, bring your lunch. Bring your lunch because those guys are hungry. They got one of the hypest D line coaches around, and uh, he pushes these guys in practice. He's hard on them, and that's why they're so hungry when they come in the game. So they lie. They specifically lie on that defensive line to to, to go with that that off that defense. So, um, Corpio's offensive line, they're gonna they're gonna have a a, a task on the, on on their hands. I think that their their O line is it's like you said they're good. They're not bad.
0: We don't have any, like, star guys. Uh, one of their best O-linemen got hurt before the season. And earlier in the season, they actually struggled. I-, I called them out earlier in the season saying that, you know, they don't really block, but Gerard is so good. As the season progressed, they got better. I don't know if they got new players or if their coaching just got better or the schemes. I really don't. But I can tell you I've seen improvement from that offensive line. They're no longer – the point of attack is no longer two yards in the backfield. It's at the line or one yard down the field, which is what you need. But that is going to be difficult to do against the Roosters' defensive line, where this defensive line for the Roosters, they're, they're mostly they're, they're pass rushers. They're ball getters. They, they like to get the quarterback. But they know that this is a running team. So what actually happens, what I see from the Roosters' defensive side is this is when you have Santu and Oxley put into that, that defensive front. I think what you're going to see from the, the Steelers is they're going to try to move their linemen. And what the Roosters are going to do is have their linebackers blow that shit up. And the, the beneficiaries of that is going to be their defensive tackles and defensive ends who aren't going to have to worry about one-on-ones because they're not going to be getting blocked because they're going to be putting pressure into those moving boxes. I think the Steelers have what it takes to hold up against them in the pass game. But I'm more concerned with the rush game for the Steelers. It's how can you move these bodies to create holes or at least give Gerard Johnson time to run the ball? I I don't see a way where they can do it effectively. So I think that for the Steelers' offensive line, first thing you have to do is get the ball out quick, get into some type of pass game to make that defensive line less aggressive. Does that make sense? I think that's the word I'm looking for is aggressive. Yeah. Yeah, that this offensive line, they have to make the Roosters' defense line less aggressive, get them with some pass plays, some screens, running back screens, not the bullshit smoke screen to the receivers because that shit don't ever work against good defenses. Sorry, they just don't. And the Roosters have a good defense. But I think that if they get them to where that Roosters' defense line isn't as aggressive, they'll be fine. They'll be able to hold up, give Seth enough time – I don't want Seth running. Um, they've done a great job late, not making him have to run with the ball. But if he has to run against this defense, I don't like it. I don't like his. I don't like him running in space against the Roosters' defensive front because they they have the speed and they want to get to the quarterback. I want him getting the ball out quick and getting it to Gerard as fast as possible, and Gerard making the defensive line run because he'll get them going side to side a lot faster than Seth will which will actually wear them out. And I think that's something that the O-line is going to need as well. They're going to need that defensive line to be a little gassed when they're blocking them. They, As long as they can keep the aggression from the Roosters' defensive line down, I think they'll be fine. But that's still to be seen. Who knows? So moving on to the next thing we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the Steelers' offensive strategy versus
1: the Roosters' defensive strategy. What do you, How do you see that matching up? Um, that, that's just going to to um, find the weakest link in the passing game on the yeah. Roosters' defense and trying to exploit that and uh, getting Gerard as many carries and getting as, as many touches as you can for him. Um, not turning over the ball, I think, is probably their biggest thing. You want to limit how much you know drives Miro's out there. You want to limit the opportunities they have to score. If you if can you get Gerard going and running a lot of the clock, that will be great, too, so you don't have a shootout. You know, you 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 want equal drives as far as possessions, and um, and and then try your luck. You know, and then and then play ball in the fourth quarter. But yep. you don't want to come out. You don't want to come out and try to go shoot it out with them, um, because that's you know when you're passing the ball that much. Like they say, three things can happen when you're passing the ball, yeah. and two of them bad. That's so truth. <laughs> if you get if you can get if you can get your running game going, you know I think Corpio if they can get their running game going, I think that's their best bet. And having and it's controlling the game, and and um, so for them, I think it's just that let the running back get in the game, let Gerard get in the game, start gashing if he can, and then finding those holes on defense that you can exploit, and uh, just more so the Roosters just have to to prevent that, which those guys are veterans on the other side, so they're going to be playing together, they're going to communicate, and uh, Corpio just has to exploit the weaknesses and the holes that they that they find.
0: I I think that when it comes to the Steelers offense versus Rooster's defense, you got you got two two very simple things going on. It's just offense versus defense. Offensively, you have to execute. Defensively, you have to create chaos. All defense is is fucking up what the offense does. You don't have to mess up everything. You just have to stop, you have to create some type of chaos that they're not executing. Now for the Steelers. Their job is harder on the offensive side. And maybe that's because I have an offensive background, but I believe that for them, they have to execute an entire drive to score against the Roosters. That's very hard to do against this well-disciplined defensive team. Yeah, this defense has to create uh, chaos, but they're creating it on a a systematic level. Like They know when and where they're going to create the chaos while the Steelers don't know where the chaos is coming from, but still have to execute. And I think in this matchup for the Steelers, that execution is going to have to be come from adjusting. And I've said it before, and I still believe it true, that this Steelers offense has not done well adjusting in this game. When something is working, they will continue to do it, but if something doesn't work, they will continue to do it. And that's been the the biggest drawback of this team this year has been that sometimes you're like, okay, they're going to put their foot down and just you know, do this, and then they don't. Or, oh, they're going to drive, and they're going to finish and score a touchdown. Oh, they don't finish the drive. And that's exactly what the Roosters' defense want. They want the Steelers to play like the Steelers. Leave points on the board early because we're going to score. So then then you have to pass to get back in the game, and we know what you're going to do. That's what the Roosters' defense wants. So I, I think when it comes to the Steelers' offense, it's really on them in this game is – can you execute, and can you execute while adjusting throughout the game? If they can do that, they're going to be doing something that no one has done against the Roosters. No one has adjusted successfully against this Roosters defense this year. It just hasn't really been done. Even in the first game when they played against them, they didn't, really, they didn't have to adjust. They were just outplaying the Roosters. But in this game, this is a different team. You're not going to be able to just say, okay, Gerard, go run wild. He's going to have to do some different things. You're going to have to put him in different spots. You're going to have to give the ball to different people. Somebody like, damn it, I can't remember, uh, Petri, the receiver number 12. Someone like Petri or even number 8, Juho, who also plays quarterback. I think that's a backup quarterback. Some One of those two guys, or even Ville Lindsten, is going to have to be part of the offense, and you're going to expect them to execute, and it has to be done. It can't be a surprise, oh, somebody stepped up. It's got to be, we knew this was going to happen. We prepared for this. We planned for it. When the Roosters gave us our shot, we took it. I think they could do it. I really believe that the offense is capable of doing it. I haven't seen it yet, but I believe they can do it against against this Rooster defense. I think if any time was it able to happen, now is the time. I believe in miracles. Is that, is that what I'm saying? I believe in yeah. I, I mean, I I really have no founding for it. I just believe that this offense is capable of it. And more even more so, I believe in Gerard Johnson. I believe that they will do what it takes to get him the ball and in the right position. And that could be enough to win this game. Next we'll talk about the matchup between the Steelers offensive coordinator and the Roosters defensive coordinator. But before we get into that, we'll actually talk to the Steelers offensive coordinator and head coach. Coach Pecca, can't say his last name, sorry, in this short interview. All right, so we're here with head coach of the Quopio Steelers, Coach Pecka. Coach Pekka, welcome to the podcast, man.
2: Thank you, and thanks for having me. It's
0: always good to have you on. I know we haven't talked to you as much this year, but as everybody knows, I now have a six month old baby, so I've been
1: a little busy. Yeah. Yeah. You you know know the life.
0: (laughs) Q, say what's up to him so people know you're on the the interview.
1: What's going on, Coach Pecker?
2: Uh, What's going on, (laughs) Linebacker? All good, brother.
1: All good.
0: Well, uh, Coach Pecker, we're going to get right into the interview. First question I got for you is how do you feel about your team being in this championship game this year? Let's put last year to the side, this season, this year, in the Maple Bowl. How do you feel about that with your team?
2: Well, I definitely this is kind of like our year. Last year we were practicing in the Maple League as a whole. Hold on. You're
0: you're breaking up. Hold on. You're breaking up. huh. Try turning your video off because usually yeah. when you turn the video off, it it um does
2: better quality. Okay, can you hear me?
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: So just start from the beginning. It's fine.
2: Yeah. So, well, oh, I think like this is kind of like our year compared to last year. We were new to the league and playing against the Roosters was still like too much of a big deal for us last year. I think. Looking back now, and I think, like, the first game this year, we showed that there's no, like, extra respect for that red uniform anymore. And, and I think we are ready.
0: That's awesome. Um That actually is going to bring me to the next question I was going to ask you is, do you feel like there is more pressure on you guys
2: or the Roosters going into the game? Well... I think it's pretty clear that the pressure is all on the Roosters. I think they are pretty much everybody seems to be crowning them as champs already and, and except I think there's some I'm sure that there's some doubt in the in the players, Roosters players minds after, after the two losses this year. Although the second one was a scrimmage game but but still I'm sure that all the like outside pressure is on the Roosters being the seven time champions and all that but I'm I'm very confident in that. I know that my guys. Are, I know that what it takes to beat the Roosters and and have no issues doing that again.
0: What is something you see as a strength that the Roosters bring into this game that you guys have to be aware of?
3: Well,
2: there's plenty of them. Of course, Roosters is a great team, great coaches. Overall, like the depth and, and the, the high-level players they got. There's like strength across the board, really. I think like the defensive line is is one that pops out to you compared to like most European teams. Yeah. Then those two two American receivers that that have been making plays all year, definitely like the biggest ones. But I think the discipline how they play and and that's what we talked about going in Helsinki in early season was that you don't beat the Roosters with undisciplined football. That's not going to happen because they are so so well coached. I think that's something we have to be able to match again.
0: Yeah, that that's definitely makes sense. But you know, the Steelers, you guys, you're no slouches yourselves. In this game, what do you think will be one of your main advantages against the Roosters?
2: Well, I think we we are the, kind of like the team that matches up against them on on like on our defense. I Think like Donovan Hayden is is the best player in the Maple League, and he can take take out a player or two even. And and Tommy Kaczos showed in the first game that. And has been playing great through, throughout the year. That he can he can match up against anybody in this league. And and overall, I think we we've been kind of like getting ready to play the roosters in a lot of ways, like during the off and all that. So I think that's one of the strengths that we got on on defense. And then I think our rush, rush rushing offense is is key. We we have to be able to run the ball well enough so that we get those one on ones outside and. Even with, like, the new guys they've added to their defensive backs, I, think, I still think we got some good matchups there, and, and we have to win those when we get the chance.
0: What are some things you've told your team are keys for you guys to make sure you can get the win in this game?
2: Well, the discipline is, is one thing, and, and just, like, staying composed throughout the game, I think. And last year we got, like, the great start for the Mabel Bowl, and, and that's something we... Certainly are looking again this year, that's definitely a key. Like, I think the semifinal against the Crocodiles, the Crocodiles got so bad start to the game that it was over before the first quarter ended. So that's always a key against a good, great team like the Roosters.
0: So you guys are playing in the championship, the Maple Bowl. It's in Tampa this year. Is that closer than Helsinki for Kuopio?
2: Not much. <laughs>
0: Not much. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think
2: like like on a map, it's it's a bit closer, but like it's pretty.
0: It's like fast east time. time from
2: here to Helsinki, so it's about the same. But it's overnight trips anyway, so it doesn't matter.
0: Okay. Yeah. Well, what I was gonna ask is, um, could you tell us why you think that fans from both Kuopio, Helsinki, Sineyoki, Vasa, all over Finland, everybody that's watching Maple League. Why do you think they should come watch this championship game this weekend?
2: Well, I don't know about people as overall maybe, but I know that there's hundreds of people coming from Coopio and, and so we're gonna get like a big crowd again. I think last year's Mabel Ball was a home game for us in a lot of ways, and I'm I'm really looking forward to that to be the case again, and and that's a great thing for us. But it's Maple Bowl number 40.
1: All right uh, Coach Pecker, um, being that you're going back to the Maple Bowl, what did you do you know what are you gonna do with the guys to prepare them more than they did last year?
2: Well, I don't think there's much of a difference in, in preparation. I think we were pretty ready to play last year. Maybe like the moment got us a little there in the bowl game in, in itself and then quarterback quarterback Seth Peters hurt himself in that bowl in the second quarter, I think. And that kind of like took the game away from us, like eventually. And, but I think we are much more like mature team now, much more experienced. So I think that's a big bonus for us.
1: Okay. And, uh,
2: being, I'll, I'll go on the imports now. Um, Donovan, Hayden,
1: you brought Donovan Hayden back. Um, mm-hmm. you switched up. Well, you brought Seth Peters back, uh, obviously those two guys are, are veterans now on your team um what kind of part do they play in in these games I mean Donovan is probably one of the best if not the best defensive player in the league mm-hmm. uh and what what made you go go with these guys again what what did you see in them that made you want them to be a part of your team again
2: well like you said it, I think I would I would say that Donovan is the best import in in the best player in the Maple League period I think that's that's not like an over ex- exaggeration at all then like the leadership that Donovan brings to us on the practice field and and the way he prepares and keeps takes care of his body and all that i think it's a huge thing for our young guys on on defense and then set's set been set's like we don't count him as an import anymore here he, he belongs <laughs> he's living here and, and studying and working and and all that so He's, he's definitely the leader on the office.
1: Okay, you still there? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. And uh, last this is this is uh that was pretty much my last question, but I'll just throw this one out there. If you had to choose a quarterback, are you choosing Seth Peters or Derek Pope?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're <laughs> testing. <laughs> <laughs> If I'm a player, I'll choose Derek Pope. And if I'm a coach, I choose Seth Peters. Is that a good answer?
1: That's a great answer right there. That's a great answer. <laughs> I'm out the loop. Who the hell is Derek Pope?
2: Oh, no. Uh, oh, you don't know who Derek
1: Pope is, man. Uh, you got to do your research, man. That's This is the guy that that that, that, that Pekka and Derek Pope probably had one of the best combos in Finland ever. Ah, uh, quarterback to receiver.
2: 2011,
1: I think. Yeah, they, they killed us. Love, two times i think maybe but uh yeah that's just a little you got to be around hey, for that question hey, that
2: little history <laughs>
0: lesson went back to 2011 you gotta learn yeah something. You, I, i'm good to
1: learn man
0: Um uh, pekka i got i got one one question for you about this game more of a personal question well more from me than the the standard ones i asked earlier my my question to you is How do you feel about your team's development through this season? You know, again, I'm not worried about last year or anything like that, but from the beginning of this season, you know, that game one, you upset the Roosters to all the way to the end of the season where, again, you beat the Roosters in basically a a second-team scrimmage game. But now you're in the championship. How do you feel about how your team has developed throughout this
2: season? I think it's kind of been like – not like a straight line from from start to finish – at all, I think, like, our defense started.
0: Damn it, did you break up again?
2: Yeah. Mojo. <laughs> I guess that's the best word for it. But then we got it back in the end.
0: Pekka, start uh, over. When you said our yeah. defense started, then it went blank.
2: Yeah, yeah. So I think uh, our defense started the year. Like lights out and played great in the early weeks, and then something happened. And we still don't know what, but I think we got the mojo back now for the last weeks of the regular season and, and the semifinal game for sure. And, and on offense, I think we've been struggling with so many injuries that it's been kind of like not something you hope as a coach for sure. We've been trying to manage our practice reps and all all that stuff throughout the year, every week basically. So. But I think we are where we're supposed to be now. We can play football in in a lot of ways, and and I think like for instance, like weather, weather is not a factor for us. Like we can play in any weather. But I think we are in a in a good spot, and we know how to play against the Roosters. I think they have like the most complicated defense in Finland. But I think we have like good understanding throughout the team, and it's important that like. Our offensive lineman, I think they have a good, pretty good feeling about how, what they are doing up front and all that.
0: That's awesome, Coach. Appreciate you answering a couple of these questions. Good luck to you and Steelers in the Maple Bowl, the 40th edition, in Tampa this weekend. Uh, best luck to you, man.
2: Thanks, son. Well um, thank thanks to you guys for doing for doing what you do doing. Let's hope that everybody gets to Tampa on Saturday.
0: Yep, we'll try to get as many people there as we can.
2: <laughs>
0: good, good. All right. Talk to you later. <laughs> no. One more. One more. Steelers offense coordinator, Coach Pecka, versus Roosters defensive coordinator,
1: Coach Kale. What's your thoughts? I think um Coach Pecka knows his offense and uh, he's going against one of the best defensive coordinators. Not only in Finland, but just in Europe period. Uh smart guy. Kale is, is he knows his defense, he knows where guys should be. He knows he what he wants to do as far as going against other offenses. So I think Pekka has the the it's pretty much the same as the as the Steelers offense going against the Roosters defense. It's just yeah. finding those holes, finding those holes, finding those matchups and exploiting them. Who can execute the better the better? Uh right now the Roosters, you know, with the D line pressure they get. Uh the pressure is on the, the Corpio Steelers' offense as a whole. Um uh, being able to execute plays with such an aggressive D line. Um knowing where you can you can win. That's the main thing and and just winning. They have to win those one on one matchups um on both sides of the ball. Uh definitely for more so coach Coach Peckett just has to get his guys the ball. Get all of your good your, your guys the studs, get all of them yep. the ball. To where they can, you know, you can put them in a position to make plays for your team. And and just don't over, I I would say, just not overthink the game. Don't adjust too fast, um, which is a coach's call. I mean, just don't panic. Like, things happen, things happen in games like this. And you can't, you can't, you know, sometimes people go down seven to 10, sometimes you go 10-0, and then people panic and they just go away from the game plan. You know, let the game play out. Um, put your players in the, in, the, in the position they need to be to make plays, and try to and, and see what happens. And just preach, execute, execute all week, and, and hopefully the guys will go on the field and do that. Yeah, I won't. I won't say much about this because honestly, this
0: is this is going to be a chess match. Um, I think players wise and talent wise, the seals offense matches up against the roosters defense, and vice versa. Feel like. Even, even though we went through, you know, individually, I think we went one, two, three, four. I mean, I think we got them even pretty much. It's pretty much. I mean, they both have areas where they're a little bit better personnel for each position, but both of these coordinators know how to use their chess pieces very well. And obviously, we've been talking about you know using Gerard, using Gerard, using Gerard. But Pekka got this team to the championship last year. They won Division I before that. He's been building this team for a long time. He knows these players. He's Talking to him before the season, he was naming guys that were going to step up this year, like the young number 27, the um, new guy playing receiver, um, Eero Eero playing at cornerback, who last year was his first year. He was getting toasted. He was like, this year he's going to be great, and he has been. He's been one of the best um, cornerbacks this year. Pekka knows his offense. He knows his team. He knows what the Steelers are made of. So when he's going against Kale, it's like a mirror image. Kale knows these players. He knows what they're capable of, what they're going to do, how they're going to run his his scheme. And they both know each other. They've played against each other. They've coached against each other. They know how it's going to work out. So in this matchup, it's about who's going to make the best chess moves. I have no idea who's going to have the best chess moves. I believe the, this. I believe this matchup, of coordinators is really gonna define the game. How this goes really is gonna tell who's gonna win this game, in my opinion. Alright, so we went in on offense and defense, but there's a third phase to the game. There's three parts to football and this one is all often overlooked. It's called special teams. Now before we get into the special teams of these two uh teams Let me just say something about special teams. It's called special teams. It's not called leftovers. It's not (laughs) called put your scrubs in. It's not called we don't got to practice this. It's called special teams. It takes special players. You're supposed to make special plays. God damn it. If we can get that across to some people in in the Maple League. I'm going to calm down a little bit. I'm getting riled up. This is one of my getting-off-my-chest um, topics. But I'm going to leave it at that. It, special teams are special, and in a game like this, when you're playing for the championship, it could be the difference. We've seen teams miss extra points. We've seen teams give up way too much yardage on kickoff return. We've seen teams shank punts. We We've seen all this happen, and – this is the time that it will matter the most if someone makes a mistake or someone makes a play. So we'll go side-by-side instead of versus and just talk about both of the teams, and we'll lead it off with the kickoff teams. Looking at both the teams, both the Roosters kickoff and the um, Steelers kickoff teams, anything stands out to you about these two kickoff teams where either we should be worried or they do a great job or anything like that?
1: Um, I think I think they're somewhat equal when it comes to the kickoff team. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't put just slouches on there on either side. They got guys that can run down and make plays and, and make tackles. Um, so I don't think neither one of their kickoff teams is just weak. Um, they don't really give up a lot, not to everybody. I mean Dayton Wynn kind of he kinda hurt everybody, but that's just because he's Dayton Win. But yeah. other than that, they didn't really give up a lot on that on either side. Uh, so that that'll be important too, though. The, 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 you know, field field position starting off these drives, it starts with the kickoff team. So if if, if, if nobody's preaching that, they should be. I, I'm a true believer in thinking a head coach should always coach special teams, just to just so the, the guys make sure they take it serious, um, so they can let's know that this is an important part of the game where we start our drives are important, especially in a game like this, especially in a game like this because you come out, you think about the Roosters. If the Rooster was a team that didn't take kickoff serious, and they kick it off and then Corpio runs the first kickoff return back, you know what type of momentum that is? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that it's, changes it's, the game. That changes the game immediately. So this is it's important. And it changes the game too if it happens if, if Corpio give up a kickoff return like this. It's easy to drop your head when when the Rooster starts going already. You know what I mean? And, and hype. So uh, this, I think they're just – Pretty much equal. Basically, I'm saying I think they're equal on that side of the ball. They both take it serious. They both run down and try to, you know, stop guys from from getting major yardage off of it.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. I think it's pretty much even for them on kickoff teams because both of them have have good kickoff teams. Both of these teams are disciplined. They don't give up a lot of yards on kickoff. So you know, mute point. Kickoff, they're even. Let's go kickoff returns. Now kickoff returns. It's a little bit different because now we're looking for teams that create that like extra yardage and start their offense in a better position. I'll, I'll go first on this one. I honestly believe like it's hard to talk about the Roosters because I feel like they don't give up as many points. So they don't, they don't do kickoff return as much. So they might not stand out. But obviously for the Steelers, Gerard Johnson makes a huge difference as a returner and usually gets them in good field position and has the ability to score at any moment. Uh, so I really think that it's, I still think this is another one of the ones that were, it's pretty much the same thing for both teams. I think both of them have good kickoff returns, but the Steelers just have more opportunities because
1: their defense is giving up a couple more points. No, definitely, definitely agree. Um, this this is this will be important just like the kickoff. I think this will be important for both sides, um, for the simple fact of where that, where those drives start. Uh, can you get a big play? A team like Corpio needs they need big plays on on kick return. You know, put yourself in a better position to go against the D line. You know, it's better play. It's easier for coaches to play uh, call plays when you're over the fifty. You know, it, 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 it it's harder for defenses to call plays when when, when you're in certain field position. So, um. I think kickoff return is, is very important to start a game off, to start drives off. Um, like you say, the Roosters don't give up a lot of points, so we don't get to see them on kick return a lot. Um, but Corpio we do. You know, we see Corpio yeah. do kick return. They they got guys that can they got guys that can hurt. Them. I mean if Gerard's back there, obviously you want to make sure, you know, somebody's back there, whether it's Tino, but I think Gerard is probably the biggest Tommy can probably return to. Um Adam you know, can cause problems in that kickoff return, too. So I think whatever you do, Corpio, don't kick the ball to him. Yeah, uh, I would kick it to anybody, do, kick kick it by to anybody else but him. So <laughs> um, another, another important, just another important phase of the game where you just can't, you know, you can't bend the break on.
0: Yeah, uh, agreed, definitely. So now let's talk about the punting teams. Uh, you got to kick the ball. Sometimes it, you get a fourth down. And, again, I don't think the Roosters have had a lot of fourth downs. Um, matter of fact, I just randomly came across the punting stats. They've kicked 19 punts while the Steelers have kicked 40. And I mean, they're both averaging. Well, yeah, let me just look at the stats, man, because this is hard to like, you know, come up with. Oh, well, they do this when they punt, they do this. Roosters don't punt a lot, but they're netting 37 yards a punt, which is actually the best in the league. And the Steelers, who actually do punt a lot, most in the league, are only netting 27.4 yards per punt. So they're only getting 30 yards. And they're doing it more than everyone else in the league. And they're the worst at it. The Roosters are the best at it. And they're playing each other. So field position-wise, I feel like the, the Roosters – punt team might be able to make a difference for them because they're going to be starting in a better position and putting the um, Steelers in a bad starting spot. While the Steelers, on the other hand, even when they punt, they're not changing the field much. If they're punting from their own 40 and they punt it 30 yards, what's that, to the other team? 30? 20? Yeah. 30? Yeah. So, that I mean, starting at your own 30 ain't bad. <laughs> that ain't horrible. So, for them, they've got to step it up in this game. What about like punt returners?
1: Uh, What do you see in that part? Um, Punt returners, I think they're equal. Uh, Gerard can be back there, or Adam can be back there. So I think you got to get down there. You got to either place the ball to the sideline. Don't give them returns in the middle of the field. Uh, Olin is a good punter. Um, He he can place the ball pretty much anywhere he wants to on the field. Uh, So I think the Roosters have the advantage when it comes to the punt team. Um and the and covering covering punts is just hard. I mean, I'm gonna be yeah, honest. Like it is if your if your gunners aren't running down there and able to make tackles down there, uh, it's gonna be a long day. And you don't want to give up yards on that if you don't have to. Um, but I think overall punting wise, Roosters can can pretty much control that. Um, he could. I, I know Olin won't kick it to Gerard if he's back there, so he's gonna try to place it towards the sideline. Yeah. Um. So his guys can have time to get down there. At least he's gonna try to put some air on it. So you can give them time to get down there.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely think that when it comes to the the punt return, it's hard to again, it's hard to equate that as well because neither one of these teams really does a lot of punt returning. I mean, they they both have the most in the league, but it hasn't been a lot of punts this year in general. Defenses overrated in 2019, I guess. But <laughs> Steelers have a little bit higher average, but in this game, if you got the the punt situation, like we said. The Roosters have a better field pos- position, most likely, and they're accustomed to that. The Steelers are looking at long drives, and when they do punt returns, even that punt return is only going to do so much for them before they have to drive a long ways. So I feel like it's it's kind of another one of those. I don't think it's going to change much. I don't think the I think that if this comes to a game where both team offenses aren't working, yeah, the punt return might come in come into play. But if both teams are moving the ball consistently and only having to punt a few times, it won't it won't be something that changes the game. I don't think either team will try to like make this their stand. But the next thing we talk about, which is field goals. I think that is going to be huge. And for the for the Steelers on the field goal side, you got to look at who the hell is going to be k- kicking. Sorry. Who's going to be kicking? Um Marcus O has been kicking through most of the season, but lately it's been Johannes hiding, So, I don't know which one of them is a better kicker, but also don't think that it's good to have random kickers out there. And we've seen, actually, in the in the playoff game, even last week for the Roosters, that I think they missed a field goal, and then uh, Alex the Great caught it for an extra two points on an extra point, which is lucky. That's not skill. Sorry, Alex. You still are great, but a blocked extra point is a blocked extra point, and in this league, we've seen a lot of missed and blocked extra points. So, in your opinion, what do you see from these two teams when it comes to
1: kicking the field goals? Um, I think the Roosters win on this part too. Um, they have probably two to three kickers that can um, that can kick field goals, and uh, Miko is a fourth and fourth and go for it type of coach, though. Yeah, um, he will only kick it if he probably absolutely feels like he has to. Um, but I, I don't see Corpio kicking the ball from 30 yards and back or anything like that. But the Roosters are capable of that. And so if they have to take the points, they will. Um, but I can see him going for it before he'll have to do that. But if it comes down to – if the game came down to making a field goal, I'm going to go with the Roosters on that side. I'm going to disagree with you. That's for sure. Um, and I'm, I'm, I guess I'll talk about the next
0: thing, which is field goal block. I feel like the Steelers' defense, they'll go after the ball. And obviously the Roosters' defense will go after the ball too. But with the the Steelers, they've had to try to kick field goals a little bit more. I don't know the actual numbers, but I feel like they're a team that, you know, they practice kicking field goals. While the Roosters, like you said, they have a lot of kickers that can kick, but there's more to it than just kicking. You got to block for that. You got to get the snap off. You got to get the hold down. I feel like they don't do that nearly enough in a game situation. That if it really came down to it, I think they miss. I think they miss, get blocked, or even run a fake. Because I don't think that they believe that they would that they have practiced that or done that enough. Maybe not practice. I can't speak on their practice habits, but done it enough in the game situations. While on the Steelers side, I think they've probably been preparing for, you know, winning by a field goal all season. The way that they've been playing you've seen them get in situations where are like, man, we're going to kick a field goal. They might miss it, but they've been in those situations. And I think when it comes to like blocking it, their defense has the the right personnel to go after it. Even if they don't block it, put pressure on the kick and make it you know, go off to the right or to the left or something like that, or make you fake it because you feel like they might block it. Uh, that's just how I feel about it. I, I disagree with you on the Roosters on this one, but – I mean, at least we disagree finally, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. That's that's everything we want to talk about with these two teams. Let's just sum it up real quick. Final thoughts,
1: man. Um, how do you feel about the game this weekend? Uh I I, I do I, I feel um that I want to see a different game than last year. Not to, not to put that spell on Corpio, but let's mm-hmm. let's be honest. Um, I think everybody was disappointed in how the game went um, last year, and they just don't want to repeat it. That people want want to see a good, you know, fan wise, people want to see a good football game. Uh, Corpio, you worked hard all year to get to this point, so you know, not only just do it for your team, do it for your organization. You know, nobody wants to be the Buffalo Bills of, of oh my gosh, and, no, and you don't want to be that. Like it's like. It's, it's good that you're going, but okay, you go one time. Okay, we great job. Now you go two times, and it's like, wh- are you are you are you going because the other teams aren't that good? or Are you going because you deserve to be there? And I think at this point, Corpio has a point to prove. Like we can play with this team, we can play and be the top team in this league, and you're gonna have to prove it. And I think that's just what I'm looking forward to this weekend, man. And and on the rooster side, uh, can they get number? eight i mean that's what they're going for can they get number eight straight that's a big accomplishment um those guys i know they're not thinking about like necessarily that like they were doing the seven up last year but um you know they this this is going to be a game where you know one team has been here a lot and they're going to be used to the to the atmosphere they're going to be used to what goes on game Mm -hmm. week and um i think the veterans on on corpio's team have to just have those guys ready to play these guys like being that they have beat them before i think that kind of gives you a little more confidence in like you know what we've beaten before guys we we've been there this is just a different game this is the this is win or go home, pretty much that's all it is so um i'm just looking for a good game that's all i'm saying man let's have a good game i think i think that's what everybody
0: wants i i feel like with the roosters we know what we're gonna get we're gonna get a good game from them. We know that like it's without a doubt, and I think the Roosters want and everybody else want is for the Steelers to give us a good game. And I, it's weird to say it with, with to say it this way, but the Steelers they really do have all the pressure because for them in this game, they've got to not make it bigger than what it is. Yeah, it's the championship game. Yes yeah, for all the marbles. Yeah, you're going against a dynasty in Finland. But it's at the end of the day it's still football. And you've got to approach it like it's football. Don't get crazy trying to do stuff that you haven't done before. Don't make a situation bigger than what it is. You know, if if you're trying to make a block, make a block. Don't try to put an extra oomph into it because it's the maple bowl and end up pulling a muscle or something like that or missing the block completely. Don't get in your own way. Don't make it more mental than it is. It's just football. Now, the Roosters, they know that. They know what it takes. Like you said, they've been here before. They're going to line up. They're going to prepare. They're going to play. The Steelers, we don't know if they're going to do that. Even last year when they played in championship, I feel like in the championship, they came out flat. They didn't play anything like the team we saw in the season, and it's that whole, well, we haven't been here before. Oh, we're just happy to be here. We need that to be not be there. Both the fans, all of us watching, all of us going to fucking Tampa, of all places, we don't want to go see a team not show up. Um... I'm gonna put this all out there. We don't want we don't want to see the Buffalo Bills. We don't want to see the Cineokey Crocodiles of past. You know, go to the championship, even beat the Roosters in the regular season, and then not finish it out. We don't want to see that. We don't want to see, and this hurts to say, but we don't want to see the, the Los Angeles Rams. We don't, we don't want to see <laughs> you go out there, and that's my team. That's how that's how heartfelt this is that I'm pleading to the Steelers, man. We don't want to see you go out there and not play your ball. If the Steelers go out there, put up 30, and still lose, I ain't mad at them. I, I really ain't because at least I know that's them playing their football and playing football. But if they go out there, have 85 turnovers, don't score any points until trash time, I'm be pissed off. Because this team has shown throughout the season that they are a legit contender. And this and more than me being pissed off, the Roosters are going to be pissed off because they've been looking at this team since that first loss and been like, okay, we got you. Wait till the end of the season. And then when the end of the season came and they didn't need to play hard, they said, okay, we'll let our subs do, but we'll see you in championship. The Roosters have been waiting for this all year. This is their challenge. Even those games they played before the maple league they played shorthanded weren't concerned if they won or lost really in the grand scheme of things because winning this championship is their goal but they also don't want it handed to them just like we said earlier for the steelers you got to take the crown from the king they want to earn it too they don't want anything handed to them this is a competitive helsinki roosters team how else you have to be this competitive to be wanting to win eight championships Have people come out of retirement, Yeri, to play on this team and make sure that they continue winning. So they don't want to see the Steelers come out there half-assed. And I I feel like I'm coming at the Steelers. I'm not. I really hope that, if anything, I'm giving you motivation. I'm not a great motivational speaker, but I want you to play the best game of your damn lives against this Roosters team, who I already know they will. They've proven it time and time again that they will play a great game. The Steelers, you got to prove it this weekend. That's it for us on AFF today. Um, good luck to both of the Maple Bowl teams, Quopio Steelers, Helsinki Roosters. We expect a good one. Uh, I'll be out there in Tampa. Q, you're going you're gonna to stay where you're at, right? Or are you making the trip? I'm going a- I'm going to try, man. I'm going to try to get out there, man. Oh, okay. I know soon. Well, I mean, if Q makes it out there, you'll see Q out there as well. Uh, any last words before we get out of here? None at all. Let's play ball. All right. I hope everybody enjoyed the, uh, maple bowl special we had and continue to support us by subscribing or following AFF on Apple Podcasts, Google play or Podbean, whichever platform you use. To listen, just show us some love. Also, let me throw out there, uh, I need a couple like more followers on my Facebook page. Perfect purpose. I think I'm at like eighteen hundred. I'm trying to get like two K. So if you're not if you don't like me already, right, just hit the like. You don't have to follow. I'm going for likes. So you can just <laughs> press like and then put unfollow. I don't care. I'm just trying to, you know, get my numbers up. So, you know, I've been doing this for about four years now. It'd be good to have two thousand fo- two thousand likes on Facebook just so I can, you know, tell my mom back home I'm famous. All right. So y'all do that for me appreciate it and never forget
1: t-i-f
0: american football in finland